stuff, you know, came out. And once good started to come from hard things, like I really realized, like I'm confetti. Like I was trash that chose a happier life. And I was cast aside. I was broken. I was messed up. But once you mix it all together, it just makes you who you are. Like it makes you even more special. It's a part of your story. And I think that makes you shine brighter and stronger and you just come back more resilient. Welcome to the Friends and Fiction Writer's Block Podcast. Four New York Times bestselling authors, one rock star librarian, and endless stories. Join Mary Kay Andrews, Kristen Harmel, Christy Woodson Harvey, and Patty Callahan Henry, along with Ron Block. As novelists, we are four longtime friends with 70 books between us. And I am Ron Block. Please join us for fascinating author interviews and insider talk about publishing and writing. If you love books and are curious about the writing world, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Friends in Fiction Writer's Block Podcast. This is our first episode of 2023, and we wanted to start the year off with something truly, truly special, something that hits restart and can inspire us all towards positivity, intention, and well, just a lot of fun. I'm Ron Block, and today I'm joined by Christy Woodson-Harvey, who always brings all three of those things. Welcome, Christy. Thank you, Ron. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so excited for today. This is going to be awesome. Happy New Year. I know. Happy New Year. I can't. This is such a great way to kick it off. So I love starting the new year with one word that we kind of all hold to our hearts that embodies our intentions for a new year. What do you have for yours this year? Well... In 2020, mine was stillness. So I decided to never do that again, not (laughs) ever, (laughs) because the universe really delivered that one in a big, big way. Um, So I think this year, mine's going to be joy, just things that make us happy for no reason. Sometimes I'm not great at leaning into that as much as I should. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, mine is kindness. I keep saying this again and again, but it's like something that everywhere I look, we just need more of it in the world. And when I see it, I love it. Well, I love it. Ron, when I think of you, that would be the word that I think of. So I think you're already there. Oh, good. I'll give you 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you're sweet. Okay. Let's move on to our amazing guest. Um, Christy introduced me to this guest a little while ago, and I've just been enamored with everything about her. So- I'm really looking forward to this. So she's going to kick off the new year with fun, happiness, and light, and her name is Megan Taylor. Megan Taylor is the founder of AllSheWroteNotes.com, and she's on a mission to spread happiness through her handwriting. Megan is the author of Happy Hand Lettering, Betty Confetti, and 100 Days of Praise and Positivity. Her life motto is work hard, stay sweet, trust God, love deep, words we can all live by. She's taught tens of thousands, I'd say tens of thousands of people through her online classes and penmanship parties, and her colorful art can be found on gift shop shelves nationwide, including a collaboration with a store you might have heard of, Walmart. (laughs) In 2021, she opened her first studio storefront in Gibsonville, North Carolina, which... Y'all, we have got to talk to her about 
I cannot even tell you the transformation. She she didn't just open a storefront. She took a dilapidated building and needed a lot of love and put it back together with her two hands and her family. It's incredible. Uh, Megan is married to her middle school sweetheart, Chris, and teaching their sweet son, Vance, to turn his mistakes into confetti, which is something else we'll talk that. about. <laughs> and notably, she, like I, is a born and bred Tar Heel. So welcome, Megan. Oh. We're so glad you're here. Thank you all so much for having me. Happy New Year. Oh, my God. Happy New Yay. Year. We're so happy that you're here. And, you know, we've been lucky to do some things together in the past. And I always have to tell the story about how Megan and I met because I feel like it was just like fate that brought us together because we actually were at Chapel Hill at the same time, but we didn't know each other, which is not unusual because it's huge and there are like a lot of people. But so we both went to a Making Things Happen conference in Chapel Hill. And I, I had to like go back in my mind. It was 2014, I think. Yeah. I think it was 2014. Yeah. yeah. And we just randomly happened to sit beside each other and like really hit it off. And then the next day, randomly sat beside each other again. And this is a conference of like 300 people. And like, you know, no, we weren't sitting beside, like her stuff was sitting on a table and I went and put my stuff on a table and we were beside each other both days. So that was kind of fun. And then we were both like, setting these big, huge goals for ourselves. I wanted to become an author and have a book published. And Megan had this little side hustle called All She Wrote Notes, and she wanted to take (laughs) it full time. And so we decided that we were going to be accountability partners. And um, all year we like would go through our goals every month and how we were doing and what was going on and kind of check in. And anyway, suffice it to say, uh, eight years later, All She Wrote Notes um, has probably been more than Megan ever imagined. Um, she has definitely taken it full time on the road, which we will be telling you more about because wow, this thing has exploded. So Megan, you know, it's the beginning of a brand new year. I'm sure there are a lot of listeners out there who have some kind of special dream or passion or goal, or they really, you know, have this thing that they want to make happen. So can you tell us how you got the courage and just the even even the the just how you put into motion the practical steps of leaving a really great and cool full-time job I will say also um to pursue your passion how did you do that oh my gosh I never would have dreamed this big I think if you had told me in that room (laughs) what we were gonna make happen you and me oh my gosh I never would have believed you it's just far beyond anything (laughs) I ever dreamed of but just believing in what my mission was, like believing that I could spread happiness, that I didn't, you know, have to have everything put together and everything planned out just to take the leap and to take that next first step, that I just had to start. And that is the advice I would give to anybody. Just like begin. Like you don't have to have step C, D, E, S, D, like just start. And I think sitting back then, I started my business in 2013. And I was waiting for someone to tell me you're qualified to do this. Hey, like, here's a certificate. Here's a diploma. Go be a business owner. (laughs) No, it doesn't work like that. You have to call yourself an author. You have to call yourself an artist before anyone's ever going to believe that you are those things. And to just start. Hmm. I love that. That's great advice. That is such an inspiration, Megan. I, I think people are going to get a lot out of that. And I, I feel like we could um, do this for a week. So we're going to start a weekly show. You ready? Okay, I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So you not only have a very full life with your all she wrote notes, 
hand lettering products, a full line with Dayspring, an incredible new collaboration with Walmart that we mentioned before. You teach classes in person and virtually. In fact, you've taught more than 40,000 women how to hand letter. And with that as a full life and trying to be a mom and a wife and the author of three books, how do you do all this? <laughs> And do you ever sleep? I do. It's gotten easier, believe it or not. Like, this is our ninth year. We're full turn 10 um, in 2023. And I think being able to have, like, a balance is, is like, I don't think of that as, like, the scales are evenly tipped. I think there are seasons that I'm a better mom than wife. Like, this week, I have not been working. I have been mom of the year. But next week, it, it goes back to, to business. And I think, like, I don't always have it, like, equal I have it shifting, you know, from different seasons. And I just have a huge support system, like, behind me. My family is really supportive and really encouraging, and so are my friends. And I think that, you know, just being in it for this long, just being able to pick and choose what you say yes to, being able to pick and choose what you're available for, and and not just, you know, being open 24-7 all the time and, and, you know, able to jump right in and respond back and answer people, just being able to protect you know, the time that I do need to recharge has been huge. And moving my business out of the house was new for us this year. I, prior to this year, I had, you know, been home for eight years working above my garage or in our bonus room. And when we built the studio, I started coming to work instead of just walking upstairs. And so that's been a huge um, just benefit to me to be able to separate the two. Like I can be like work Megan and then mom Megan. <laughs> And they're different. They're, yeah. they're in different places. So I enjoy that a lot. That's, That's so awesome. Great. And one of the things we explore here on the podcast is storytelling. And your business and your growth and your inspiration is a story of itself. But did you ever think that you would become an author and write books? And talk, talk to me about how that all started. I would say no. Like, I mean, my gut instinct is to say no. But I've always loved writing. I remember, like, swinging on the porch with my dad and just kind of, riddling off like funny rhymes or, or stories like that. And I remember being in the third grade and winning a creative writing contest and they laminated it like in the library and like put the binding. It was so legit. And I think uh -huh. I had that dream in my heart, but it was, it felt too big. Like it felt like it wasn't really something I felt comfortable or confident saying, but I think deep down, yeah, like I, I would love that. And so when the opportunity came my way, to write my first book, which was Happy Hand Lettering. It's an instructional guide of what I do every day. It was so easy. I knew exactly what to say. I mean, I could have written it like in my sleep and, and it was such a great opportunity because it's something I have been traveling and teaching for such a long time. But then being able to publish a book, you know, with a, a publisher and being able to have that distributed all over the world, that just enabled me to like duplicate that experience. And it, it was just such a different mindset than I was selling products one-to-one, -one, you know, shipping orders. And I still do that. But having a book, like that's such a legacy that lives so far beyond me and can just reach further and touch people in a way that I couldn't do all by myself. And so after that first book, the children's book, Betty and Betty came out and that's my favorite one. <laughs> you're not saying I guess you're not supposed I to love it. Favorites, yes. but that's my favorite. And then a devotional came, came after that. And they just all kind of built on the mission of my business, which is spreading happiness through my handwriting and just different threads of that same theme, you know, have been able to come out, you know, in a longer form, being able to write the books. And so I really, I just cherish being an author. I think it's just such an accomplishment. I'm so grateful 
you know, to have been given the opportunity and to, to have these books and then a fourth one on the way this year. So it, it's a huge dream come true for me. That's incredible. It really is. And you definitely, Megan, you're definitely somebody who lives your mission. And I think that's something we keep hearing from you is I think you've always really known why you're doing what you're doing. You've always had, um, and I said this, this is something that has been an interesting thing for me during COVID. And I, I even think, I think Friends in Fiction was a huge part of this, but I used to sort of underestimate the importance of people's joy um, which is something that I think you never have. And I remember during the pandemic having this like light bulb moment of all these people who would just, I guess people have more time and they would just write in and say, thank you so much for giving me these hours of like happiness, you know, and like getting away from this. And I thought, oh my gosh, yeah. people's joy is really important. And like, if that's it, if that's the thing, like that's enough, you know, that's enough of a reason to keep doing what you're doing. Um, and I, I reached out to Megan, um, a, Thanksgiving week of all the times in the world to reach out to someone. But um, I have a friend who's also another Carolina grad of ours who is um, fighting a really tough cancer. And um, I just reached out to some authors and said, could you just send her some love notes? I'm sending her your books. Could you just write her a note of encouragement? And of course, Megan was the perfect person to write her a note of encouragement, but she also stepped right in and was like, oh, no, 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 I'm not sending her a note. I have this huge package and here are all the things that she needs. Aww. And she needs a cup that isn't metal for chemo. And like, she just knew all these things and sent her this huge, beautiful um, goodie bag. But I think the most meaningful, you know, we kind of, uh, you kind of hit on this was your um, devotional, 100 Days of Praise and Positivity, which is a little bit of a unique devotional because your daily meditations began with an encouraging Bible verse and a short devotion for personal reflection, but they also have a fun hand lettering exercise and then a prompt that says, today I praise God for, and then, you know, whatever it is. And um, I think it's kind of the perfect start to the year. We'll put in a plug for that. If you're looking for a way to really start out the first hundred days of your year on a really positive note, this is a great way to do it. Um, but one of our favorite authors, Kevin Wilson, was on Friends in Fiction um, a couple months ago, or last month, I think. And he said that writing is about taking your obsessions and combining them. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what you did. Like <laughs> you took, you know, your writing and your hand lettering and um, just, you know, your, your devotion to your faith and all of these things and you put them together. So tell us where the idea for 100 Days of Praise and Positivity came from. And then will we see more devotionals from you in the future? So that was of the other two books. I picked Betty and Betty. I picked Happy Hand Lettering. They picked 100 Days to me. And when they came and they said, we want you to write a devotional, I said, oh, Edward, are you sure? <laughs> like, are you positive? Like, I don't know enough. Like, I'm not good enough. I'm not... You know, I love dudes. I love talking about my faith, but like, I feel like I'm the unpolished version of a Christian, you know? And so I was so nervous. I felt very like underqualified. And I was like, y'all know I'm not a preacher, right? Like, you know, like, I hope I know a hundred persons. And it was an amazing experience for me because the more I sat down and poured out the lessons that I've been talking to people about on Instagram for eight years or, you know, in classes for so long. And I had a lot more stories than I gave myself credit for. And I had a lot more to share. And I think having that goal of positivity and, and praise, like just being grateful and being thankful. But I was so careful that I did not want it to be like the other end of the spectrum where there's like good vibes only, no room for anything else. Like my story yeah. is very much like 
trash into confetti, like mistakes into something good, like hard things into good things. And I don't ever want people to feel like there's not room for the hard times or for the things that you've overcome or for the bad days. It's just being able to look for the good and however you can find the good, you know, it's worth fighting for. And it's worth keeping your eyes peeled and chasing that down. And so writing the 100 days um, really grew me as a person. It really grew my faith. You know, I was writing that in 2020. So yeah. you're, we actually had to go back after I had turned in a manuscript and edit out things that had been like back in the pandemic. Like, no, it was still happening when <laughs> this book came out in 2022. So oh it, you know, it, um, it was such a learning experience for me. I really do believe it, it's helped a lot of people. It's really been a great seller for Daybring, my publisher. And I think it's a great introduction to somebody that doesn't know faith or doesn't kind of feel weird about it like isn't sure about it like I I feel like it's it's a great option for you if you're curious if you're like hey this Mm -hmm. seems interesting or this sounds like fun like to me like my faith is fun like it's not something that's hard it's not something that I wrestle with it's something that I'm thankful for you know on a list of a lot of things that I love and appreciate in life and so being able to dive in you've got five minutes you know, to, to sit with that and to have that good thought that will follow you throughout the day. But then to have that creative element, that's kind of a choose your own adventure. Like if you want to letter, if you're feeling it, like go for it. If you're like, no, uh-uh, not today, God, no, thank you. You just journal your thoughts or just, just reflect and write stuff down. You don't have to, to spend all that time in it. It's not dated. So like nobody knows if it's really day 100 or if it's day 300. Like we don't know. Um, it just gives you that freedom and that flexibility. And so it's, it's been a, a joy to see that happen for people and how many times they would screenshot a page and like share it online, which like that can be really good or really bad. Like as an author, you're like, Oh God, like this is, you're taking that out of you pick. Why did you pick that page? Like, what, <laughs> like, what is like you know, out of context or whatever, like, okay. Um, but it's been really neat to see how many people have shared and been like, oh, I needed this today. Like, this is what I needed to read today. And it just so happened that, you know, they read it that day. Well, um, <laughs> that's so true. If you could see some of my pages, like the lettering pages, we would not be friends anymore. You would be like, what is wrong with you? I, I remember when I got my first book deal and I was like, Megan, you're going to have to teach me how to sign my name because, like, I can't. It's so bad. It's like really bad. Okay, so will we see more from you in the future? I have another children's book coming. So Betty Confetti, Spreading Kindness Like Betty Confetti comes out in October this year. Um, And and I don't have another devotional. I think I've told people that have asked me that I think I need to live more life like before I could write more. Because I've told you everything. Like I've told you. Well, and and you really like you really dug deep in that. I mean, like you told a lot of your like personal, you know, stuff that I feel like you were a little more guarded about and and you really laid it out there for people, which I think is amazing because, you know, I, I think we all, you know, have this, and it's not even that we try to, but we all have a persona kind of that we're living online. And I think most people probably just imagine that you're so happy because you have a perfect life, you know? Yeah. And that's not the case. And you really shared that with people. And I thought that was very brave. And I think it was like, it was hard for me to do that. That wasn't an easy thing yeah. to do. But for me, I just made the choice. It's not fair to talk to these people about positivity if I don't tell them why. Like if I'm not telling them the story behind it or the heart behind it or where all this yeah. comes from, you know? And 
I just felt like if I was asking that of you to, to go a hundred days with me and let, let's work this, you know, together, let's turn this around that I felt like I had, I didn't, I didn't think it would be fair not to. And that, that was scary for me, you know, as, as an artist, as an author, you know, just being able to open up, like anytime you put yourself out there, anytime you put your work out there, um, you know, there's a lot of doubt like, in the back of your mind. Um, but I, so far, so good. I'm really grateful for it and excited to see how it's going to help people this year. Like it actually did not yeah. release until halfway through January last year. So just, you know, coming into 2023, we have like a brand new opportunity to like start fresh in, in the book. Totally. Excellent. Um, the thing I keep thinking about is that you are somebody that just lives your mission. You're in your mission. So many people are, are just maybe not quite as honest as you are being. And I, I so appreciate that about you. And it, it comes through in everything you're doing. But your personal motto, I want to ask about, we talked about it earlier a little bit, but it's work hard, stay sweet, trust God, love deep. And it seems like that is a motto that has resonated very deeply with you and with other people, hopefully, that you've come in contact with. And you have a, an entire product line with the saying, what does the motto mean to you and how did you come up with it? I actually came up with it back when Christy and I were working through those power sheets. Like we were like trying so hard to set goals. We were people word of the year. Like I, I can't, it's hard for me to narrow it down for one for that year. I took eight and, and it was that. And I had actually jotted it down in my regular handwriting, which is actually not impressive, by the way. And I wrote that down <laughs> and I shared a picture of it online. That. And that that's what went viral for me, like back then, you know, I mean, that was 2013. So it's a different, different type of viral. But I mean, I remember it got shared by like Oprah's Pinterest. Like it was just like all over the place. And I'm like, well, dang, I would have written it in wow. better handwriting. Like I could have showed you better than, than that. But Work hard, stay sweet, trust God, love you. To me, it's like the four areas of my life that, that I want to work on, that I want to focus on. And, you know, working like I don't need money, like working like I'm passionate about something, like working as if I am working for the Lord. Like, like staying sweet is the hardest part <laughs> because anytime you get kind of thrown off your game, like if someone says something ugly online or, you know, just I just always want to give people the best you know, benefit of the doubt, like the best experience they can have. And the more my business grows when people want to meet you or when people want to come up, like I want to give them 110%. But at the same time, I don't want to give Chris and Vance the leftovers at home. And so I don't want to pour out so much that my cup is empty for the people that matter the most. And so that is a balance for me sometimes, like actually having to think that's why our store's not open every day. Like, you know, being able to protect those boundaries and limit my interaction so that when I am on and when I am working and when I am available, it's the best version of me. It's the best experience that you can get. And then I have some leftover for, for Chris and Vance at home. And then trusting God, just like walking in faith. Like I pray a lot about my business and I pray like just that I'm doing the right decisions, that I'm, that I'm doing what I need to be doing and that I'm following and obeying. Like what, because if, if we were following my plans, we would not be here. Like my plans were not this good. <laughs> like my plans were not this big. So I feel like I work really hard, but at the same time, like I act very carefully. Like I don't just like oh, on a whim, let's do this anymore. I have, but I think I just am more careful about the steps that I take now. And then just loving deep, like not being afraid. And I'm somebody that's had my heart broken like more than once, but 
not being afraid to love again, not being afraid to put myself out there, not being stingy and thinking that it's going to run out, like believing that love is abundant and that like there's going to be more. And the more that I'm kind to people, the more that I'm giving and generous and loving to other people, all of that comes back to me. And I think that that just really keeps me going through everything that we get to do. Hmm. Yeah, I think you're the epitome of the work-life balance that we all strive mm -hmm. so desperately to have. It seems like you've kind of found something that really works for you. Yeah, we need to have a coaching session on this later, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I need to be in on that too. Yeah. I need. I don't. I don't think I am. Like, I think it's a work in progress. Like, I think that there yeah, is, for sure. There's times oh, it's yeah. really good, and there's times that it's not. I'm in a time that's good right now. But I like how you, you, you described it earlier. And sometimes I say that too. Like, I feel like my life is kind of like a series of binges. Like I am really good at work and then I'm really good at being a mom or whatever, but it's not like everything all at the same time. <laughs> okay, Megan. So since it is the beginning of a new year, we have to talk a little bit about goal setting and what that looks like for you. So are you still doing that? Are you still a person who is setting goals and checking in with them throughout the year? And if so, what's your process and what keeps you accountable? I definitely do. Not as much or as quick, you know, as on top of it as we used to be a long time ago. We should get back to that. But yeah, we really for should. me, I usually feel like I don't get it together in January. I start February is like the beginning of my new year. Like January, I'm like really resting. Like we really push the holidays really hard being in retail. And then the last few years I've had a book come out in January or February. So it was like that took like oh. all of my focus. And then it was like, I'm just going to chill for a second and collect myself before I try to set goals. Um, with my business, a lot of them are tied to financial things, you know, like knowing like numbers, knowing traffic, like website, like all those pieces of things. But a lot of times, like I'm noticing just kind of the theme of this past year, setting goals in my personal life have almost turned on its head. Like this past year, instead of being like, I want to work out, I want to do this diet, I want to do this thing. I didn't do anything. Like I, I made my goal to just appreciate where I was at and like to just yeah. be grateful for what I had to not be striving to not trying improving like Let's just roll with what we got because I leveled with myself that that wasn't a priority. <laughs> like, yeah. like I say yes to the cheese wow. fries. Like I love yeah. like a pizza Friday. Like I, that for some people, that is their thing. And, and I just in that season of life, I knew I had this building opening. I knew we were going to Disney World. I knew I had another book coming out. I knew about the Walmart collection. I had so many great things in my life. That was not the year to deprive myself of, of anything else. And so yeah. I celebrated and just savored and just enjoyed like my personal life, like alongside all these cool work accomplishments that were happening. And like going into next year, I feel so different than, than I have felt in a long time because in years past, I have felt like my goals needed to outdo the prior year, like looking mm -hmm. at numbers, looking at things we achieved, like, oh, okay, mm -hmm. let's top that. Let's top that. And mm -hmm. I don't want to top this year. This year was amazing. Like I, I listed off a hundred things that were awesome about this year. I think 
if I'm going into next year with that same like vision, I think I'm going to be disappointed. Like just realistically, I'm not going to go to Walmart for the first time with my collection. I'm not going to open another storefront next year for the first time. And this coming year, I just want to savor. Like I just want okay. to appreciate what I built. Like I want to stop climbing the mountain for a second and just enjoy the view. That is just a really good goal. I mean, I that's it. a really good goal. And that is something like, I am so bad at that. I am so bad at that. I am like, oh, I got the thing that I've been working for for five years and I'm happy about it for like 30 seconds. And then I'm like, what's the next thing? Like, it's, I'm terrible <laughs> at it. I'm ter- Will says that to me all the time. He's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, me too. I, I mean, and that's why like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've done the same thing. And I think yeah. looking back, like when I made my reel for the, the end of 2022, I sat there and yeah. cried because of how quick I moved past all those things right. and how big they were and yeah. how that's never going to happen for the first time ever again. Yeah. And I hope it happened. I mean, it's, you know, I hope we have, you know, we're going to have another book, but it won't be the first one. We're going right. to launch another collection, but it won't be the first one. And I wish I had savored more. And so this year, that's my goal. Like I that's just, I just want to pay attention and enjoy how far we've come. I love that so much. All right, Ron, what about you? Do you have any specific goal for this year? Well, I don't know now after listening to Megan. <laughs> I know. Hers is so good that it's like, well. Hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like in, in the last year or two, I've just said yes to absolutely everything. And yeah. I, I think that kind of, I, I love the whole idea of just stopping and savoring the things that really make you happy and, and fill your heart um, and, and not do the things that you just are doing to make somebody else happy. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I think that's like, really, it's funny. There must be some sort of like shift happening. And I do think there was something about 2020 where I, I think if you had that type of personality where you're kind of a, like, an achiever that you did so much in 2020 to distract yourself. I know I did. Like that was Mm -hmm. very much to hang on, like being a small business owner and like going into, you know, what might be, who knows what's going to, like, I just, I'm so glad that we're here. Like, I'm so glad we're still in business. Like I'm so glad we're hanging on. And like, I, I just don't want to feel like I've got to do better. Like, I just want to do like, I like, and I'm not lazy. Like that doesn't mean I'm going to stop working. Like I'm still going to bust my tail. I just don't feel like I have to like go harder than, than I did this year. No, totally. I think this is really resonating with both of us. And I think it'll resonate with everyone out there because you do have to have those times where, and that's like one of my, that's probably the major thing that I've come to this year is I'm like looking back in the past couple of years, I work every day, like maybe not all day, every day, but every day. And I'm like, that is not like, no, no, like that is not what life is about. You don't need to work every day, even if it's just like a little bit. So I think that really is like very resonant. So is that your goal for this upcoming year? Yeah, that's going to be mine is like, just to, that's part of my joy word. Like just to take the time to like really savor the things that I love that, you know, and I love my work and I think that's part of it. And Megan, I'm sure you can relate to that. And Ron, I'm sure you can relate to that when you love your work. Sometimes you go too hard at your work because your work Mm -hmm. makes you happy, but then it gets to be too much. 
It does. And I think having it outside of my house, like that made a difference for me. And it never had before. Like, I mean, I would work all the time, like every day, like it was right there. I could just jump in or go do one thing or like send more one more email or whatever. And now like I only live three minutes away, like it's right around the corner. But like when I'm gone, like I'm not here. Like we have a work phone that stays in the building. Like I don't have a desktop computer at home. I just have my iPad. So it's real inconvenient if I'm trying to like do something Mm -hmm. on the internet or something that requires more of me, you know, and it's been a huge help to just be able to have, have the space from, from my day to day job. I love that. That's good. So Megan, one of your other personal mantras has been turn your mistakes into confetti, which we think might just be a great goal for all of us actually in 2023 (laughs) and kind of overarch everything we've been talking about. Um, But you turned that mantra into a children's book, Betty Confetti. Tell us all about Betty. (laughs) Oh, she's my favorite. I love her so much. Her story is my story. It's just about being able to bounce back from mistakes. Like I think so many times if we're aiming for perfection, we're going to be so disappointed. Like we're going to be like, oh man, I, I didn't hit it. You know, I, I was comparing my work to people online or I was comparing this to that and I, I, I didn't do it. I didn't do it right. And Betty's story is just all about what you can do in the mistake, like what you can do with the mess. And so many times, like I told y'all, things didn't go my way. <laughs> like things didn't go on the path that I thought they were going to go on. And there were times I felt broken that I felt like I was just a huge mistake. I was a mess. I was, you know, like irreplaceable or, you know, unfixable. And once all that stuff, you know, came out and once good started to come from hard things, like I really realized like I'm confetti, like I was trash that chose a happier life. And I was cast aside, I was broken, I was messed up. But once you mix it all together, it just makes you who you are. Like it makes you even more special. It's a part of your story. And I think that makes you shine brighter and stronger and you just come back more resilient. And so her story, she's a little girl in art class and she keeps getting so frustrated because she's scribbling stuff out or messing up on her projects, like all these Pinterest fail type things that, that happen. <laughs> and I can relate that I feel you. Yes. Yes, yes. She's having all those things happen and she sees this shredder like over in the side of her classroom and she's like, but what if I what if I put this in there? And that's something that actually happened to me. Like as a calligrapher, I make mistakes every day, whether I spell something wrong or I write an ugly letter and scratch it out. Like, and I was running all of my scrap paper through my office shredder just to like get rid of it. I was frustrated. And then out comes confetti. And I didn't mean to make it. But that that's what came out. And that's been the biggest lesson for me, like in any of this, is just that you don't have to be sad. You don't have to beat yourself up. You don't have to feel ashamed of your mistakes or of your past or anything where you come from until now. It's just what you choose to do with it. And do you want to be trash or do you want to be confetti? And I am having a really good time being confetti. <laughs> I'll just have to say. And being able to, to just spread that around, like I think people see the bright colors and they see the rainbow and they see the joy, but they don't understand necessarily unless they dig a little bit deeper, like what the mission is and what the story is behind that. And so I, any chance I get to, to be able to share that message, like I think it just resonates because so many of us are chasing perfection. And if we just chase joy instead, it's a whole lot easier to hit and to just make ourselves happy. What a great mind reset. Um, So you 
mentioned earlier that you have a book coming out next year. Can you tell us more about that? We do. Yes. So Betty Confetti was the the first in the series. And so the second one comes out in October and it's about spreading kindness like confetti. And so in that story, Betty is um, at school and there's a new kid at school who doesn't know anyone yet. So she goes out of her way um, in her like fumbly Betty way to like try to include her new friend, like try to welcome her in. But just like the first book, like all these things keep happening. All these things keep going wrong. And she's trying (laughs) so hard just to make this girl feel welcome and it just talks about how like when you spread kindness like confetti like that is going to help people like it's abundant like it just keeps going and just the more opportunities you have to be able to include somebody else and make them feel seen and make them feel welcome and make them feel loved like that makes you feel like that too and and just the way this story goes um, the new friend had been like so nervous and so worried to start a new school and prayed that God would send somebody her way that would make it easier and then Betty Confetti is the answer to that prayer and so it is a really sweet story it, it goes along the same rhyme and the same cadence as the first one and has all the same you know colorful illustrations and diverse characters and we're just super super excited to be able to put that out into the world and now I am. It sounds amazing. I can't wait to read it. I'm so excited. Okay, we have to let you go, but I have to ask you super quickly. We cannot leave without talking about your studio. I mean, you really have to tell people. I mean, this was not like, oh, we went and got a space. Like, you bought this building that was like very run down, and you literally, like, you and your cute dad and your sweet husband <laughs> and even your mom, like, and, yeah. and Vance and like everyone. <laughs> Like your friends, I mean, people were just coming in and like literally helped you put this together. How did you do this? Like, how did you do this? And I envisioned you like watching YouTube videos on like electrical rewiring. Like what, like how did this happen? (laughs) My dad knows everything. He's like an engineer, superhero, contractor. And I I grew up knowing these things. Like I grew up working in construction, like around our properties, like stuff that he would want to do. And he says, I roll my eyes a lot less now than I did when I was a kid. And (laughs) I appreciate it a lot more now. But I mean, we worked hard. We were literally in here like I saw it I hammered I nail you know all all of the things here we completely gutted a building that's 80 years old and then built it back um, you know stronger than before and so this used to be a doctor's office it was brown on the inside which like least favorite color like I mean could not like if you made a list like it's at the bottom and I just brought life into it I, I could see what I wanted it to be I could see where it could go and again like trash into confession like you know something that people had forgotten about something that people had abandoned and just really let go like I loved the process of being able to save it and to build it back and now I mean this was a town landmark that we like put a colorful paintbrush all over and just really brought it back to life and I mean people hundreds of people come like every month when we're open Um, we say we've got book fair energy and if you're talking to a bunch of authors and writers like y'all know what that is we we get excited about the book fair like you know you get but the night before you're like jitters like ready to come and so that's how it feels like we're only open like select times and you know people get really excited and kind of have their mission of what they're going to come in here and do but we've got a neon sign that hangs right here that says happy and I can't even tell you how many people are they're like it just makes me happy like I feel so happy I'm like okay well we're doing what we came out here to do so it's um it's an honor like it is a joy to to be here like of everything that I've done in my whole career this is what I love the most and this is where I want to be for the next 50 years and so I want to 
brighten this corner, you know, and bring people here and really plant my roots. And so it, it just feels like it's just the beginning in a lot of ways for us here. I love that. That's awesome. So Megan, before we let you go, tell everybody where they can find you online and yes. where they can get your, uh, all of your, all she wrote notes, product line and your wonderful books and bring them into your fold. Yeah, so All She Wrote Notes is our business name. Our on Instagram, Facebook.com, AllSheWroteNotes.com. And then we are available in gift shop shelves nationwide. So wow. um, Walmart has us, more than 500 Walmart stores. Um, of course, Amazon. Um, a lot of small businesses, like lots of like little colorful, fun gift boutiques all over the country have our goodies on their shelves. And so if you live in a town that has a store like that, they might have us already. And if they don't, definitely send us our way, All She Wrote Notes. Um, um, and then I still, being a lettering artist and an author, I love to sign books. I love to autograph and personalize with your name. Like that will never get old for me. So bring it on. We always sell autograph copies on our website at allshewrotenotes.com. I love it. I have a full autograph set personally, and I highly recommend it. You should go just do that like right now, immediately. Okay. It's very easy. Just go on your website. Um, and also make sure that you follow Megan on Instagram. It's at all she wrote notes, right? That's right. Specifically because you need to go look at the before and after. If, if nothing else, if nothing <laughs> else, you got to go look at the before and after of the studio because it's just absolutely amazing. And we have an annual Megan and Christy giveaway that you're going to want <laughs> to be you're going to want to see that. So if you follow her, you'll know when that's happening. But Megan, um, thank you so much for being here. I can't think of a better start to our new year of a better way to begin an amazing 2023. And we just hope that you have the best year ever and that it feels restful and amazing and that you just continue to um, do this great work in the world. We're so appreciative of your time. Thank you. Yep. Keep spreading the joy and the happiness. And I already stalked her on uh, Instagram. I saw all those <laughs> videos and I'm telling you what, it's it's so inspiring. And I've used that word a lot, but I, I can't think of a better word to 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 describe you and your work. So true. Well, thank you. Y'all come and visit us in Gibsonville. We'd love to have you. Oh my yes. God. Done. Thank you all for tuning in for this really special start to 2023, and I hope you continue to be inspired by Megan's words and join us every Friday on the podcast. We have some amazing guests and conversations coming up that you don't want to miss, so please be sure and tell a friend about us. We so appreciate you, and Happy New Year. Thank you for tuning in to the Friends in Fiction Writer's Block podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast platform. Tune in every Friday for another episode. And you can also join us every week on Facebook or YouTube, where our live Friends and Fiction show airs at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are so glad you're here. Produced by Autovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.